Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious Beauty Biz entertainment. everyone and welcome to the last day of the Beauty and Success Launchpad trainings. We are so happy that you're here today and if you guys don't know me, which most of you may not, my name is Kendra Villarreal and I have the honor and pleasure of serving on Lori's leadership team. And so we have a special treat for you today. We have a surprise interview with someone that you probably have never seen interviewed before. And if you have, it's probably been a really long time. I know it has been for me, probably years and years and years. And so before we dive into this surprise interview today, I just want to take a moment and introduce myself. My name is Kendra Villarreal. I am a 16-year licensed esthetician with a solo practice in Texas. And I want to just kind of give you my journey with Lori and the Beauty Biz Club, just real fast, because I was exactly where you guys may be. Two years ago, I moved to a brand new state with no clients. I knew not a soul. And I left a practice that I had for many years and came to Texas. And I took this training, this exact Beauty Biz and Success Launchpad training back in December of 2019. And I vividly remember sitting at my kitchen island furiously taking notes, taking notes, which I'm sure a lot of you just have pages and pages of notes. And I digested it, took action, saw some great feedback from that. And I decided I need to get in a community like this. And that's what the Beauty Biz Club is. It's like this times a thousand. And so I joined the Beauty Biz Club January of 2020 and opened my business a month prior. Three months in, we hit the shutdown. And I am happy to say that the Beauty Biz Club and Lori's trainings and teachings have gotten me to a six-figure mark in the first year, and I've had really good growth in 2021. And I'm not saying that to brag by any means. I'm saying I was exactly where you may be right now thinking, do I want to invest and dive in? And I can tell you that this isn't the Beauty Biz Club and even these trainings are really things that I personally didn't know about and I knew I needed to learn. So I was exactly where you are. So if you guys have questions, please reach out to me through my DMs. I'm happy to help you. And I just wanted to share that before we dive in today, just because this training has changed my life and I hope it changes yours. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring the surprise guest out. We are so excited to have her. You guys are going to just be blown away at some of the success nuggets that will be shared today. So I'm going to pull that guest forward and you guys are in for a surprise. 
Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> it feels very different to be on this end of the interviewing process. So thank you for yeah. uh, letting me share my story in a different way today. Absolutely. And Lori has interviewed me before, which is so fun because now I get to interview you, which is so cool. <laughs> so let's kind of just start off. Why did you even become an esthetician? Because you have such a, a powerful story and some of the viewers today may not have heard it, but it's just so, so inspiring. So why'd you become an esthetician? Well, it's funny. It was actually 2001. And as many of you may know in my, my previous life, my previous career life, I was actually I was going to say a licensed, I, I was a flight attendant. I wasn't licensed. I was a flight attendant. And it was a kind of, well, I call it my saddest, luckiest day. September 10th, I flew from, from Los Angeles to Boston because, and I fought for this trip. I basically had to beg, borrow and steal to get on this airplane because it went real senior. And I wanted to go there to have dinner with my best friend. So I did. And we went out to dinner favorite restaurant in Boston. And then we went back to his apartment and I woke up the next morning and it was very tragic. It was September 11th. And I woke up just in time to see the first plane go into, or the second plane go into the World Trade Center. And I realized as the day unfolded that I, the first plane, Flight 11, I had flown with that crew the day before, many of them, the pilot and some of the the flight attendants and the whole day was crazy. I won't, I could tell the story for this entire time we have allotted today, but I had to go speak to the FBI and the, the Boston state troopers because just think about it. Nobody knew what had happened and they thought somebody may have been on my flight that I may have had a clue to give them. So I went and I did that. But when I got back to Dennis's apartment, my friend I was staying with, I got stuck in Boston for 10 days. So it gave me quite a bit of time to reflect on what my life looked like and how it was such a blessing. And I swear to you that night, I heard a voice. And I always, when I tell this story, I wish I could say it was a feminine voice. It sounded literally like somebody was standing behind me. <laughs> and it said, Lori, this is your opportunity. It's your saddest, luckiest day. And it's your opportunity to do something else. And the truth be told, I had not wanted to be a flight attendant for a long time. And it was the moment that I discovered if you do not listen to the whispers that you get, they turn into little shoves when you need to make a, a change in your life. And if you don't listen to the little nudges and shoves, you get hit over the head with a baseball bat. And that was my moment. And, and it was an opportunity to do something I'd always wanted to do. So that was when I decided, okay, I used to take babysitting jobs based on how many cosmetics and makeups the people, you know, like little Maybelline they had in their bathroom. I was obsessed with lotions and potions and all of that stuff. So it just seemed like, like the right thing to do. And it's funny because back then you couldn't really even find, it was not a saturated market in the esthetician world, it was hard to find somebody to give you a facial, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, not unless you went to the resorts or the spas, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you know anyone that was an esthetician at that time or did you kind of research on your own? I didn't. Well, I knew because it was funny when my 
my ex-husband used to buy me gift certificates to this one spot. It was the only one in our area. And when I would walk in there, it felt like home. I liked the smells. I thought my esthetician had the most beautiful skin I'd ever seen. And so, so yeah, I mean, that was pretty much my experience. But even a few years prior to getting gift cards to go to this place, I remember my best friend was coming out from Vermont to Los Angeles. And she's like, I've always wanted a facial. I've always wanted a facial can we find a spot to go get one? You're in LA. And I remember going through the yellow pages and there was one place that did radical chemical peels and charged like 600 bucks for them. <laughs> it was either an eyebrow wax or a chemical peel. And that was it. And, and, you know, needless to say, we passed on that opportunity so we could go to the beach and not have our skin fried off our face <laughs> prior to road trip. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's funny. So you became an esthetician, you went to school. And after school, then you are, did you, you were working at a spa, is that right? No, I actually, I told this story, I think the other night for the first time, when right before I got ready to graduate from esthetician school, my teacher, who I loved her, she came to me and she said, I have an opportunity for you. And Mm -hmm. One of my friends is leaving her spa. She met a guy. She's moving a few hours away. Go take over her clientele. And I go, are you sure? I don't even know what I'm doing. And she said, yeah, I'm sure. You're the perfect fit for this. It's a very high-end clientele. And I saw how you showed up at school every day. You know, you showed up and dressed professionally, had your hair done. You didn't just roll out of bed. So just showing up, which I always talk about, actually gifted me this beautiful opportunity to step into what I thought was going to be a booked perfectly scheduled, but I'll tell you, I got there and she didn't have that many clients left on the book because she had neglected her clientele for so long. And uh, it was interesting. It was in the days before cell phones and the days before websites and online booking. And I would still drive there. It was 40 minutes from my house. I drive at six in the morning and I'd stay there till six at night. And I'd take any appointment that came in and I'd find things to do during the day. I even joined a gym in that area so I could start to meet people to, to have them come in. And I'll tell you the very first day, the first appointment I ever had at that place, I wasn't licensed because my teacher told me just go and crawl out the window. If you hear state board coming in. So I was nervous because I'm a rule follower, but the crazy thing is I got to the salon and it was a full leg wax. Can you imagine that's your first appointment ever? Not really even knowing what you're doing. So it was a full leg wax and I get there and the door to the room is locked. So I can't even get in to turn the wax on. And it was a whole, I mean, I got in like 10 minutes late. I turned the wax on and I did the worst service I've ever done in my whole entire life. I was shaking like I was doing surgery or something. (laughs) But needless to say, that client was not a client for life. So, you know, you learn and you grow through those experiences. Absolutely. So as you started to kind of, you know, getting comfortable in that new environment, what was your biggest struggle or biggest challenge that you faced? I think I'll tell you what was funny is it was a place where I had the owner's room and I used to walk in there and go, someday I want my spa to look like this. It was beautiful. There was not a receptionist. It was a very new concept at the time. And she rented out rooms. It was like a mini salon suite to other estheticians and to one massage therapist. And the other estheticians had been around the, the beauty biz block for years. And I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. 
And I was only there a few days a week because I was still, I was working seven days a week. I, my other days I would go try to reel in first class passengers to my spa. I would go to work as a flight attendant. So I think the biggest struggle was zero support. Z I would ask the, the seasoned beauty professionals in, in that space, well, could you tell me how to do this? Could you, and they held their trade secrets so close. And it was such a foreign concept to me because when you're a flight attendant from the first day of training, you learn how to roll everything out as part of a team. Like you've got each other's backs and that was not happening. So I was clueless and I had to hang out in my treatment room, hoping a landline would ring. And I felt just zero support. And not only from my, my beauty biz world, but my, my friends were telling me I was silly to leave being a flight attendant and my benefits and my corporate job and my steady paycheck. So I felt zero support and zero guidance. Oh, and then the woman who was managing me, who was going to buy this location, she was a mess of a leader, a mess of a leader. So it was just no support anywhere. It, and, and for being a newbie, I'm shocked that I am as successful as I am with the rough beginning I had. So that was it. Well, and I think you, you just took action. Like you hit a challenge or a struggle and you just kept going and pushing through. Right. So I think that's an important takeaway is that if we have a passion and you still loved what you did, even though you, maybe you didn't understand aesthetics fully yet and the potential, you still felt led to it, right? And so you just pushed forward. And even though you didn't have support, you navigated through your journey to provide that for other people. And I, I started back in 2005 and 2006, and I totally agree. Like there was no, no support. And, um, that was back in the day when we used to say, oh, pound the pavement and just go up and down the plaza and the business parks and just hand out your card and hopefully someone will book with you, you know. But now we know marketing is a big payoff when you know who you're marketing to, right? Yeah, it's become a really saturated market, this space that we're in. But I don't see enough beauty professionals taking advantage of doing what other people aren't willing to do, which is kind of, you know, what we've shared this whole week. And, yeah. and uh, it's just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people, but you dare to be different and you can reel them in easily. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. So as you were working in that space that you were working in, did you start to feel like, okay, I want to go out on my own? And if that's what you felt like, what made you make that decision to take that leap to go out on your own and open a business? I would say the first thing that kind of, you go back to whisper, nudge and hit over the head with a baseball bat, right? So I'd say the first thing was the fact it was a long drive. It was 45 minutes to an hour each way. And I was making not a lot of money. I think I was just spending what I was making on gas. So it was the distance and the drive. And then the second thing was the crazy person that I was working for would every week. And remember, there was no like payroll systems. I was writing down the services that I did, giving her that at the end of the week. And I was creating the systems. I'm like, oh my gosh, if you remember my first six figure system, there were daily logs in there. 
that was created from me trying to get paid properly by somebody who was supposed to be my boss. So I remember it was like one whole week's worth of work just on commission. And the total was $96. That's what I made that week. And she was trying to argue with me. And so I went through everything with a fine tooth comb, which is again, why I tell people, know your numbers, know your numbers. I went through them again and it was supposed to be like 150. I was even shorting myself. And so I just went to the other girls in the spa. And this is so funny. I go, I'm done. I'm not driving here. I'm not working day and night for this woman who doesn't appreciate what I do. Always wants to argue with me about how much she's going to pay me. That's another reason when I had a team in Los Angeles, I wanted them to feel like I cared about them being there. It's just like I want people in the beauty business club to know I care about you being here because it doesn't feel good to feel like like you're not important in in this industry. And I think all too often it goes back to me telling everyone I wanted to become an esthetician. They're like, don't do that. Get a real job. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I started asking the other girls that were so I'd have to say almost rude to me when I'd ask a question. But then when I started saying, you know, I think I'm going to go rent my own place. Can you just tell me how much you pay for your landline a a month? I started just asking about numbers. And when they heard I was going to leave, I don't know why they were so threatened by me. I didn't even know how to wax an eyebrow, but they started giving me information. The funny thing is, I don't ever remember asking how to get a client. I asked about how much does this cost and how much does this cost? And I stepped into this so blindly, right? The one thing that you really should know is how to get clients. And that was the last thing on my mind. So that's what, and I will never forget. It felt like I was in a newspaper looking for rooms to rent. There was one industry newspaper in Los Angeles that was, and it just happened to be in my treatment room. The owner must've thrown it in there, but I started circling and calling And I found a place and you guys, it was back in 2002 or three and it was $800 a month. And wow, I remember, and that was not with the landline I needed and with it, but I want to show you guys a picture of this. Should we show them Kendra? Yeah. Okay. So this is where I left my secure paycheck. I, and and this was probably my second time starting over, right? The first time I went to this place and there was really no clients, even though I told, was told, and I built fast there. I had a full book in like six months at that first spot. And I left it all 45 minutes away. I think I had two clients follow me. And one of them is on my books again here in Palm Desert. 20 years later, she just moved out here. I was so excited when I saw her name. She's followed me everywhere. Yeah, it's very awesome. So I'll show you guys my my first treatment room hold that hang tight because I'm not the best at techie stuff, but I think I can do this. I'm going to show you my very first treatment room. Between between me and Lori, you have to wait like five more seconds. Then (laughs) I got it. Sweet. Okay. So this is my first room that I left everything. And back in 2002, I paid $800 a month for you. Now I want to give a tour of this room. Okay. So I got everything at target in this whole room, except for, I bought this bed used off Craigslist and I didn't have a rolling stool. This was a fold up stool because sometimes I needed the extra space. This was in the San Fernando Valley where it's like a hundred degrees every day. 
notice there's no air conditioning in here and there's no sink. And in the very back on the wall, that was my minuscule product offering. It was Dermalogica. And I thought that was it. That's all I could afford to have on the shelves. If I wanted to do a leg wax, I'd have somebody come in and I'd have them lay with their head on the pillow here. And then I'd have them move and I'd move the pillow to the other end of the bed so they could flip around because I couldn't walk around my bed. So this was my first, there's my little steamer, my first rental room ever. And I will tell you that when I was leaving LA to start over, I was cleaning out my place in Los Angeles and I actually found a piece of paper that had my first profit and loss statement on it for my first year in this room, you guys, somehow without any products, I made $69,000 that year. So kind of crazy. And then I'll share with you here too. So this was my first room, no sink, no air conditioning unit. And I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, something crazy that happened in there, but let me stop this screen share. And now I'll share with you my second room. And I thought I was fancy moving <laughs> up to this room. Okay. <laughs> so let me share this one with you. All right. So this was my second room and you can judge me if you want but I loved this floor. It was the whole reason I wanted this room. Okay, so still took that really ugly sheet with me. And now I added a rug that was didn't go at all. <laughs> I actually- it was, early, it was the early 2000s. Like this was like it, okay? <laughs> just starting to trend again. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like this was it, you guys. For those of you that are like in your 20s, like this was it. This was good. This was good. And I do really like that floor. I really do. It's fun. Well, there was no sink in here, but at least I got to move around. And you guys, this is where I started getting celebrities in this room. And I'll have you notice now, it was not a used bed anymore. This was my first investment. Now I had an electric bed that I was still, I sold this with my spa so long ago. So yeah, this was my second room and I had a blast at this place. I had a blast. I was the only esthetician in a hair salon. And like I said, I got a local news anchor and she would talk about me on the news in the morning and I would get 75 phone calls that day. She would literally give my phone number out on the news. So yeah, there's room number two. And I thought I was pretty darn fancy with that. So I'll stop the screen share. But I have to tell you guys a story. Oh no, I don't want to tell it yet. Kendra, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Okay, don't forget the story though, because I want to hear it too. <laughs> oh, I do want to tell you one thing. That first room that I went into, the sheet that I bought and all the stuff at Target was literally my sister who was in college and had no money, had no money. And when nobody else believed in me, she gave me $100. She had no money and said, I want you to start your business with this, Lori. I think this is going to be really good for you. So that's how I started my business. I did not have a big bank account or unicorns dancing around everywhere. It was actually just from support of somebody who believed in me. And it's so important to have that in your life, right? Definitely. And, you know, just starting gritty, like you don't have to have the fanciest of fancy, right? Like you have to have that personality and that professionalism. That's what you need. It doesn't matter. Cause look, I mean, Lori started off basically in a closet. That's a glorified closet. And she did 69,000. Was that in 2001 or 2002? Probably 2002. Yeah, probably 2002, 2003. When I, I was shocked when I found that. And I also found this little, the same thing. They were kind of right next to each other in an old file cabinet. It was my profit and loss that showed I made 60, 
$9,000. And then I found a little postcard. I was literally mailing them out to people. I was writing postcards and sending them thank you notes. And I remember, oh gosh, this is crazy. But I I had a somebody who worked for Mailey's, which was a local salon distribution company. And they really didn't pay any attention to estheticians. It was more the hairdressers, but I invited her in for a facial. And she came in, I gave her a discount because I knew she was all over up and down Ventura Boulevard, seeing people that potentially could be my client. So I sent her a thank you note and gosh, darn it. That sales rep is the one who came in and said, you are so different than any other beauty provider I've gone to because of your customer care. And she is the person who connected me to be on TV. And it was a makeover show on the style network. And that escalated into me meeting the salon that the spa that I owned in LA for several years, but that was a gift. I was gifted my spa in Los Angeles and it was all because I wrote a thank you note. So if you don't think what I taught here on night two, the power of connection and going above and beyond is going to open massive doors of abundance for you. You're sadly wrong, sadly mistaken. You aren't bugging people. They love to feel honored and respected and appreciated. Absolutely. That is so true because you say all the time and it's just so, so true. Show up. Like if, if you don't want to show up anyway, because honestly, you never know who you're going to run across and you never know what doors are going to open. And that's not to be selfish or anything like that. It's to take pride. And also when you make connections, you're brightening someone else, right? Like you're enriching their lives. And so just showing up and being professional and all these little things can make huge, huge changes in your life in, you know, your life's journey, honestly, because if you hadn't done invited her in for a facial, you would have never made that connection and been able to go down that path. So if you would have said no, that's crazy. It's kind of like our grandmothers used to tell us they walked uphill to school both ways in the snow. (laughs) And I had to do stuff like that because there was not the internet. There was not texting. There was not online booking. There was not Facebook. There was not Instagram. We used to, when we were bored, we used to go sit at Starbucks because there was one in the parking lot and hand our business cards out. Just, you know, like, hi, I'm Lori. And it felt weird, especially because my skill set wasn't that spot on yet. I was still trying to figure out what I was good at and where I wanted to be. But you're right. The one thing I did do was I went to work every day and I showed. And I want to tell you guys this because it just came to me. If you say, okay, Lori, what created the magical shift? I would say number one is I showed up and I did things that felt weird and uncomfortable. But number two, everything changed when I started doing this. We used to have the old calendars that we opened up and we scheduled everything in in pencil. I started writing imaginary appointments in there. And I started with five a day and I would go in and I'd lightly write them down. I was manifesting before I knew what manifesting was. And that's what created the shift. And also strategic alliances. I had a tanning salon. Right next to me, two young guys opened a tanning salon and one of them had a horrible acne, very problematic skin. And I started saying, I think I can help you. And I said, and I'll even give you a discount if you let me put my business cards in your tanning salon. And I got a boatload of clients from those guys too. So that was, that was another thing. Strategic Alliance. I still teach this inside the beauty biz club. Like who can you partner up with? That's not a direct conflict of interest or a competitor. 
Absolutely. So this is kind of going back to what you just said, but when was the first time or like an actual sign feeling that gifted you the knowledge that you made the right decision moving forward to be a business owning esthetician? Okay. So there's two pivotal moments (laughs) that I remember specifically. One is a little materialistic, if I'm just being honest. And one was a a time in my life where I had to become confident quickly with my ability to support myself. So the first one was I got to buy myself like an $800 purse my first year in business. And I never could afford to do that when I was a flight attendant working for, for a big corporation. So that was that when I got to start buying my stuff, myself, really cool things, right? including my first new car ever. My dad was a car dealer and he made me buy used cars from him. I still had to pay for them. So it was kind of fancy feeling to go out and actually buy myself a new car. And then I'd say the second time that I go, oh, this was the right decision is when I ended up getting divorced. And I don't know if any of you have been divorced, but you don't even know who you are for a while. It's a very weird feeling, but I got to choose the apartment that I wanted to be in. I got to still go on vacations with my sister and my friends. And I got to, I got to take advantage of the opportunity to that sacrifice that I talked about all week in the videos here. If I wanted to work more, I could and make more money. If I wanted to work a little less and go on a vacation, I could. And I go, you know what? And I'll never forget when I bought my first house as a single woman, as a single woman esthetician, bought my first house in Palm Springs. I was walking up the stairs to the escrow company. And my father called me. He lives in Vermont. The real estate is, it's a very different market in in a tiny town of Vermont than it is in Palm Springs, California. And I was walking up the stairs and my father called and I go, he never calls me on a Wednesday. I have to make sure everything's okay. So he had just gotten off the phone with my sister and she told him I was going to sign for my house. And he said, I have two questions for you, kiddo. And I'm like, okay, what are they? He's like, number one, how'd you get so smart? And I just, I thought that was such a nice compliment. I'm like, well, you guys must have taught me something. And then the second thing he said, I need to know what the hell you do for a living. How do you make your money? Are you a drug dealer? <laughs> I'm like, no, I actually wax bikinis for a living dad. And he just sat there silently because it is what we did, especially this God, I've lived out here now for 12 years, 12 years ago, it still wasn't something that people, everyone understood what you did when you said esthetician. So Yeah. I think when my dad said, are you a drug dealer? Where do you get your money? And it really is from being, you know, a licensed esthetician that I got to provide a really nice life for myself. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, what a good feeling to like be a single woman in California and buy your own house when, you know, like you said, no one even knew what estheticians were back then. And yeah, I mean, wow, that's, that's really cool. So what has been, your biggest struggle and you've owned, you know, a couple different business type setups. You've owned a salon, you've been independent, you've had booth renters. What has been your biggest struggle as a business owner? That's a really, really good question. And I think, I think it's probably this and you guys listening in are going to go, Oh, Lori, I feel this in my heart because we're all going through it right now. And that is honoring and accepting that no matter how wonderful you think everything is, there's always going to be a plot twist 
as a business owner, right? Always going to be a plot twist and you're going to have to figure things out. So I would say navigating the plot twist that suddenly became my responsibility after I took on that spa, yes, it was gifted to me, but my rent was $4,000 a month and I just went through a divorce. All of a sudden the economy tanked. And this was another really important takeaway that I got during that time in my life that felt like a struggle. It was, that's when I knew I had to do two things to navigate the plot twist. Number one is I would go to the gym every morning and I'd watch the news and everybody was losing their home. People were having a hard time feeding their children. Oh my God, I'm an animal lover. People were leaving dogs in their homes and leaving for foreclosures. And I would go to work and I would feel like, is it chicken little? The sky's falling, the sky's mm-hmm. falling. All day long, I carried that energy around. And I thought that has to feel gross when I touch my clients. If I'm feeling that, they're going to pick it up. So that's when I thought, okay, what can I do? What can I do to A, protect my energy and B, navigate the plot twists that are always going to happen. And you guys, I'll never forget. It's the first time I realized how investing in yourself and not a piece of equipment and not a a retail product line needs to be a top priority in your business. And it was during the family economy. I was recently divorced. I had a $4,000 a month bill. Estheticians were coming and going in my room as rentals because they would choose to, and they, they go, how are you busy, Lori? Well, I think it's because I had somebody come in and they handed me a piece of paper. They said, there's a women in business meeting at Bloomingdale's. I think you're going to like learning from this person. So I blocked my morning off. I took the time and stepped away from making money to center myself. And I went to this meeting and I thought I had died and gone to heaven. Now at that meeting, my water heater exploded at my spa and my cell phone started going off. And the woman sitting next to me said, I own a plumbing company. We'll get somebody there in an hour. And I go, oh, this is what happens when you start to surround yourself with the right people. So I ended up taking for one day to spend with this business coach back in 2007, eight, when the world was crumbling around me, I spent $5,000 to work with somebody for one day. I sat in a room with 12 other women and we mastermind together. One day, $5,000, I bought a new dress, a fancy pair of, oh my gosh, Stuart Weitzman shoes, never had spent that much money on shoes before, but I'm like, I'm going to play the part. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be a professional. And that was the day that I decided to write the six-figure esthetician system. But something bigger than that happened. I learned how fast you can make your money back when you start to invest in you and your confidence and being around the right people and sitting in a room with the right people. So that day and that whole, you know, entire thing was just such a game changer for me. The women in the room weren't doing incredible things. And I see this happening inside the beauty biz club too, right? Like somebody will put up a post, Hey, I just had a a $3,000 day. And instead of people feeling jealous or angry, there's something magical about that energy in that group where they go, you know what? I think I can do this too. So Mm -hmm. I would say my biggest struggle was always, or knowing that it wasn't just me. It wasn't something that was meant to be emotional, but there's always going to be a plot twist where you're going to have to figure things out. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, I think you were the one that used this example. You're not going to get a Bentley and then not wash it. Right. So like, you're not going to get a Bentley 
and not put gas in it, which gas is our clients, right? Like if we don't have clients, our business doesn't go anywhere. So you're not going to fill your Bentley with like a diamond encrusted uh, steering wheel with no gas in it, right? So it's like always like you have to have the clients to move your forward and investing in ourselves allows us to get those clients. And the bright, shiny object, like we talked about the other night, is the diamond encrusted steering wheel. And it's just not going to do anything if no one's, no one's, you know, helping you move forward. I love that analogy. And I'm glad you reminded me of it because here's the truth. You can buy a Bentley, you can buy your dream car. And if you don't take care of it, it's not going to run properly. And that's the same with our education. It's expensive to be an esthetician and go to school. It's expensive to get set up with the right bed, the right products, the right equipment. So, and sometimes people forget, they get in that mode and they never stop for an oil change. Yeah. And that's your, that's your plot twist, right? Like you're always going to need an oil change, but that doesn't mean you don't buy the car or, you know, it doesn't mean you don't buy a home because you need to you know, change your water heater or you need some plumbing work. Like you're not going to neglect those foundational things for a home and then buy, you know, I don't know, a a new crystal set or something because that's not really going to do anything for your home. And so the foundation of the home falls apart when you're not paying attention and investing in that. And I think that the Beauty Biz Club allows us to do that and invest in the foundation without getting distracted and and spending money on things that aren't going to bring profits and good energy back in. It's one of the biggest mistakes. If I could tell you two mistakes I see my fellow practitioners making and not to be ridiculing of anybody, but because I've been in this industry so long and I've made the mistakes myself, number one would be thinking that you have to invest in what your neighbor has or thinking you have to have something expensive and that's going to make or break your business. And the second thing would be not understanding the importance of investing in the things that that being in the right room, I guess, like I just said, and, and not making investments outside of your comfort zone and don't do it irresponsibly, but there's ways to pay off your debt and they're available to you everywhere to figure out, you know, like how to make your money back and pay off your investment into something. The things that I invested in like that $5,000 day. It was so scary buying my house here in the desert. So scary. But those are the things that changed my life in such a beautiful way that makes me want to go to work and be more successful. Right. Yeah, Growth comes from being outside of our comfort zone and as as like uncomfortable as being out of our comfort zone is if you stay in that comfort where nothing kind of scares you in a good way, then you're just going to stay where you are. And maybe that's okay for some people, but but I know a lot of you guys that are tuning in right now, you're here because you want something to change. So, yeah. And you know what? I want to tell you back to that room that I paid $5,000 to be in another, everybody told me I was crazy to do that. Everybody. And another thing is I was scared walking in there. Probably part of the reason I went and got expensive shoes because I knew I was the underdog. These were people that were doing amazing things. So for those of you who go, I don't deserve this, or I'm not smart enough you'll advance to the next level when you get over that. Cause that's all just in your own mind. People, yeah. women want to help women is what I've discovered. Yeah, absolutely. So that being said, what made you decide to start the beauty biz club? Well, a few things, first of all, probably everything I mentioned here today, there's no support. Really. There was no support. I know now there's a lot of, a lot of people out there doing coaching and consulting, but I feel like 
not only myself, but my team, our teachings come from such a genuine, authentic, and relevant place. We're in the treatment room every week. We're touching faces. I want people to have real information, real systems that I've tested and proven to work myself over the last 20 years. And it, what happens is when, when you can give these to somebody, boom, success happens fast. Like you said, you just moved to a place with zero clients and bravely, you kind of, that's like almost your version of my story. You bravely invested in yourself and it helped your business explode. Yeah. And I know that being a beauty professional, because I am one still in the treatment room, especially right now, it's lonely. And there's a lot of deep, heavy conversations taking place. We're having a lot thrown at us on top of all of the other things of owning a business. We're carrying a lot of energy from other people. It's lonely. It's lonely and it's quite stressful right now. So having a group of women that inspire you or a place to share your celebrations or help you navigate the the road bumps that are happening right now in business, that's one of the reasons I did it. And every year the Beauty Biz Club has an anniversary. I stop and I go, holy cow, this is why. Look at who we are helping. I just wanted it to be a community. And somebody, I think Lauren said today, the Beauty Biz Club is not a, a standard, it's not your grandmother's book club. This is a space filled with powerful, powerful beauty professionals. And it's true. And I, I'll tell you another quick story. I was betrayed about 12 times in business. And what happened is I would hire people. I would bring people in to help me. And they would, behind my back, leave and like go buy the equipment I had trained them on and reach out to my clients and start offering them services five to $10 less than I was charging. And it all felt so gross. And then it was like a cystic pimple that had been happening in my world for so long. And then it finally came to a head and popped when somebody did this to me in Palm Springs. And the way I found out they did it to me is another person called me and said, somebody has copied and pasted your entire website. That's a mile away from you. And I think you need to know about this. And it was my former employee who left. And I went to the gym that morning and I'll tell you actually as, as well, it was a horrible, horrible weekend. My cousin had been hit by a car who I was very close to my, my cousin, same age. We grew up together and he was killed. And then the next day that happened with my employee just leaving in the middle of the night and opening a website that she had copied and pasted total copyright infringement. And Oh gosh, a whole crazy, crazy long story. But I went to the gym and it was another time I heard that crazy voice. I was on the treadmill and I heard that voice again that I heard September 11th. And it said, this is going to keep happening to you until you start teaching other people how to run a successful business. I heard that. And I got off the treadmill and I always believe in creating an environment that you're excited about. So I got off the treadmill and I stopped at my favorite restaurant on the way home and I got a Greek omelet and I went home and I poured a cup of coffee and I started writing a darn book. Do you think I had any idea how? No, but it's that six figure esthetician system, which that's a whole other story. When I came out of the gate trying to help other estheticians, there was a whole thread on LinkedIn that I was a piece of shit and I was in it for the money. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't expect this. Like, I really want to help other people. And that whole, it's just a crazy experience. So I started the Beauty Biz Club for it to be a safe place because people get ridiculed for asking questions. And in my world, there's not a stupid question. 
I'm a very curious person. I welcome questions. I started it because I kept being betrayed in that crazy voice again said, this is going to keep happening until you figure out a way to help other people. And then thirdly, I think that it goes back to the plot twist. You need somebody there to help you navigate a plot twist because your clients don't want to hear about it. When I first took over my spa, yes, it was gifted to me, but I still had to figure out how to open a corporation. Do you know, it took me like four weeks to figure that out. I finally called my best friend's father. I'm like, Wayne, I don't know what to do. You're the smartest businessman I know. How do I start a corporation? And he's like, Lori, I have no idea. I've been out of business now for <laughs> 25 years. And it was just one. And I ended up going to, I think it was called like, We the People. Do you remember those? You could go in oh, and they yeah. forms for you. And yep. I did it. And this is why I always teach. It's about progress, not perfection. Then I took it to my CPA like two years later when I was wise enough to get somebody to help me with my books. He's like, this is totally wrong. But guess what? I did it. <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> so You did it. And if you would have had the Beauty Biz Club, you could literally just say, da, 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 da. how do I do this? And you would get a wealth of knowledge. That's what I love so yeah. much is that it's just such a resource for me, you know, to see how many smart people or women are in there and men, but it's just a wealth of knowledge. Just what $2,500 in yes. for the club. You can get questions answered. And yes. that is your investment in there. That would take you way above and beyond your investment in there, right? Just the resources yeah. that are shared. And fast too. So it's not like, you know, it's a very active club. So we have a membership site and a Facebook group, but, but it's very, very active. And so it's interactive. You know, it's not just like, here's a training and, you know, we build relationships. So it's invaluable to me and I'm sure all the other members. So what do you know now after these last few kind of crazy town years that we've had to navigate through? What do you know now of all of that kind of chaos that you want to share with everyone today? You know, in the expansion group, which is part of the Beauty Biz Club, it's it's for people that reach a certain level of success. Because again, I realized that that was missing when I hit a certain level of success. So it's by application. You have to be in the industry for a certain amount of time, be making a certain amount of money. One of the gals in that group, and most of the people in that group have been in there for about 10 years working with me. It's They don't go away when they come in because they understand the importance of the sisterhood that we create in there. But one of the girls said to me early in March or early in 2020, I, I said, you know what? I've just decided, I don't know what this is all going to look like for us. It freaked me out that I was, had 500 people in my business Academy and none of us could go to work in April of 2020, but I decided I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. And I felt extremely calm just because I had committed to myself to show up. And Michelle, Kate, who does sugaring, she was in the group and she said to me, and I don't know if it was in front of all of you guys or on a private conversation one day, she said, you have done this work before Lori, and that's why you're able to do it. And I truly think that September 11th and that pivot and that thought twist really was something that has allowed me to be a confident leader. I don't know the answers to everything, but I know that I can still show up for people and sometimes just be there for them to make them feel better. It's kind of what I do every day in the beauty biz club. It's what I do for my clients. It's probably what I'm good at, right? I, I, I told you guys yesterday in our expansion meeting, what are you good at? I'm good at being there for people and helping them navigate, even if I don't know the answers. 
But what I want to share with people listening in that feel like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I have been thrown for a loop. Maybe this is a new feeling. Maybe this is something you've been feeling for quite some time is that there are endless possibilities available to you right now as a beauty professional. But the first step is believing this, believing, believing it. And I will tell you, I had a meeting this week with somebody at the U.S. government that used to be in the healthcare realm there to do some contracting work as a licensed esthetician. I had a meeting with an app company from Russia that wants an esthetician to do something. And I have a full book at the spa and I have a business academy that is running right now about four to 500 people a year through it. There are endless possibilities for you in this world. And people go, why are you still in the treatment room? That is my passion joy work. And I make great money doing it. So the possibilities are available to you in the beauty world. You have to step out of where you're feeling like crap and start believing that there's a better way out there. That's step number one. And I suggest to do that, you start putting yourself in the right room. And I would love to invite you to to join the Beauty Biz Club and be in the right room. We'd love to help you. But you have to decide if you're ready to do that work and ready to create the change. Nobody can decide that for you, right? But you really do. You have to have people in your life that support you. Look at my sister giving me $100 to start my business. And I chose to focus on that, not my wealthy friends that were telling me I was stupid for becoming an esthetician. So put yourself in the right room. Believe that there's abundance. and, And... Do whatever you need to do to create the shift to create the life that you want, because it's my favorite quote. I've been saying it all year, and it's from Cindy Eckhart, who created the pink pill for women. You can Google that if you don't know what that is, but she sold the business for a billion dollars, and then they gave it back to her because the men who bought it didn't know how to run it. But she said, life comes in size extra large. Your job is not to shrink it. And that's really how I feel many of us right now. We're taking an extra large life and the beauty of it and shrinking it because we're spending time watching the news or not investing in the right things or not around the right people. So I think that would be my advice to people is uh, you have to be around people who will help you build a stamina of confidence, knowledge, and positivity and the belief that there is abundance out there that's available to you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, I didn't have a community to go to and ask questions or go to and ask questions and not be scared to be judged or attacked or ridiculed. I didn't have an SD bestie in my town because I didn't know anyone. Right. So I knew I needed a community with women that were loving, smart, sassy, funny, quirky, whatever, just like me. And that's truly what the beauty biz club is. And so for those of you that are listening, if that, if you don't have a community like that, we are, so ready to welcome you because it's just being a 16 year esthetician. I've never seen anything like it. So it is pretty awesome. Lori, I'm so excited that you shared all this and I know everyone listening has been loving the shares too. So let's wrap this up because we have another interview with a booked perfectly esthetician coming up at now I have to do math backward. Pacific time. So yeah, mountain. I'm going back to my flight attendant days with times two o'clock Pacific, three o'clock mountain, four o'clock central, five o'clock Eastern. Is that right? (laughs) 
Okay, so tech and time zones, not my area of genius work at all. But we're going to wrap this up. And I would love that you could share with everyone, what's your most embarrassing moment as an esthetician? And what did you learn from it? Oh, my God, this is a good one. And oh, you guys, this may just make us all giggle. So if you have an embarrassing moment that you want to share here in, in the comments, I personally... I'll share mine, but I would love to read yours as well. So have you ever had a person in your life that, and this was a client of mine, that is so cool. You want to be just like them, right? Like they, they literally spew coolness. So I had this client, her name was Victoria. She ended up, she's my mortgage broker. I've used her a gazillion times. When I got invited to one of the most famous Bollywood actresses in the world, she was my client, this, this, gal. And, and she said, bring a friend with you. I chose Victoria to bring with me because they just knew I wanted to be around her. She was fun. And so one day she had called and said, I, Victoria, I need to get in for a spray tan. And I was driving to work and I called her back and said, I'm on my way to work. I left a message. I'm going to call you as soon as I get to the spa and we'll get you booked. Talk to you soon. And I thought I hung up the phone, but I didn't. <laughs> And wouldn't you know it that Don't Stop Believing by Journey just happened to go on the radio and I was singing as loud as I could in my car playing the air guitar and I looked down and I'm like, oh my God, she just heard me acting like I was a famous rock star in my car. So, and that was embarrassing. I still kind of blush a little bit when I think about it. But the worst part was she came in for her spray tan like a week later. And I go, did you hear me singing? And she's, yes. yes. And I saved it on my phone and I'm going to listen to it every time I'm in a bad mood. Because it makes me so happy. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's the first one. I'm sure there's been many embarrassing moments in all of our lives. But that's the one that kind of makes me laugh the most and comes to top of mind when you ask that question. <laughs> and what did you learn from that? That it's okay to make silly mistakes because people still love you for it, right? That's I think, you know what, that was the beginning of the life lesson that you can go on social media, you can go on Zoom, you can teach. And if you do something stupid, who cares? My world didn't end, you know, and it, it actually, I think, made Victoria and I a little closer. She's still, I still talk to her all the time. She does my, uh, she's moved now to Boston, but she does my mortgages for me. And she also will reach out every now and then when she needs a little advice on beauty. So yeah, I learned, you know what? We all do stupid stuff and it's best to brush it off, laugh it off and, and know that you're human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Our vibe attracts our tribe, right? And so yeah. You know, when you when you're silly, you're the silly people will still love you for it. And like you said, probably sing your praises even more because you're a real person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a real person that can't sing very well. So <laughs> it was I mean, it was who knows how I was even singing. We've all done that. We've turned into a rock star in our car. But well, uh, and when the song is on, you think you're like absolutely on key and then the song stops and you're still singing and it's like nope definitely not on key <laughs> I'm excited to read some of the funny stories in the comments I am, too. I am too it's gonna be fun and you know what I'm excited to share Allison with everybody she's gonna be here this afternoon and just so you guys know I've never had this conversation with Allison so what you are going to be hearing a little bit later is a true share from somebody who started in this group 
and then ended up joining the beauty biz club and her whole world has changed. I can see a, ch a change in her face and her smile. And it looks like she got a beautiful facial massage. And I think it's just the way she's been powering up and owning her abundance and believing in herself. Yeah, absolutely. For those of you that don't know Allison, you definitely want to tune in because she is funny and you can just, I've never met her in real life, but you can literally just tell that she is such a genuine person. And so I know you guys will really connect with her. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, thank you for allowing me to share my story. I feel like, and Debbie, who manages my emails, Debbie Rebar, part of my, my team, she said, I, she goes, I wish people, if there's one thing I wish people would know about you, Lori, it would be two things. She goes, I wish they could see how hard you work because everybody asks me all the time, how do you get it all done? It's really what I taught you this week. It's the systems that I taught you this week that allow me to do the podcast, to, to check in every day with the beauty biz club and create that content for the members to be able to go into the treatment room. But I wish people really knew how hard you worked and how much you care about this. It's not always easy for me. It's not always easy for me. And uh, the reason I do what I do is because I want to make a difference in our world and our beauty world. And that's always been my mission and my intention. And uh, I would love for you guys to join us if you're listening today in the Beauty Biz Club. We have a 12 payment plan. You can pay in full. But after today, I will tell you that the VIP two-hour session with me the bonus and the the 20 ways to find your BCE, those are gone today. And so are the videos that we've had in here all week long. As of tomorrow, the, the event ends, the gifts end, the, the, all the good stuff. So if this lit something up inside of you and you want to continue on, we're there for you. We'd love for you to step on over and join us in the Beauty Biz Club. And if you have any questions, my team has so graciously been here all week and you can pop into their DM, Kendra, Carla Rose, and Lauren Snow. And Debbie Rebar is more of our, our techie girl. So just, you know, reach out to, to one of these gals. They're all licensed estheticians and they're in the Beauty Biz Club and they are on my team. They'd love to help you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for allowing me to interview Lori. And I know you guys are going to be in for a treat. I just want to say one more thing. If you, if you guys have that, that pull, just follow your inner voice and reach out to one of us because we're happy to help you or just take the leap of faith and hope and join the club. We're so excited to have a celebration for you. Thanks, Kendra. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the beauty biz show. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more beauty biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success Academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com. And it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry. 